we've made it to the fourth week of our four-part series on the book of Hebrews, titled By Faith. What does it mean that our lives are characterized by faith, by trust in what God said, by believing the promises that he has given us and trusting in those promises to sustain us through the ups and downs of life, so the, 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 the successes and the failures, the victories and the defeats, the, the hard days and the easy days. Faith is what brings us through because faith is put on God's promises and we can count on God's promises. Today we'll be taking a look at Hebrews chapter 13. And here in the close of the book, the writer of the book of Hebrews is offering some closing encouragement and instructions to the people who are receiving his message. He's given them this long essay, this long letter about who Jesus is, the fact that he has accomplished and, and he has fulfilled the promises and the prophecies about who the Messiah would be. The fact that he was given authority by God the Father, the Creator, to command spirits and forgive sins and heal diseases while he was here on earth. And the fact that he called his followers to carry on that legacy between the time that he ascended back to heaven until the time that he comes back to finalize the work that he started when he was here on earth. And so you and I have spent this time walking with Jesus as he oriented our lives to look forward to rely on the kingdom that's to come and the identity of his fellow followers as, as our neighbors, as future followers of Jesus. How God calls us and sustains us to live differently than the rest of the world. And we looked at those examples of faith in the people that came before us. How we know the Father in an intimate and personal way. And so all of those things put together spur us on and encourage us in the midst of living a life that looks different. A life that's centered not on this world, but on the one that is to come. And when we trust in that promise, we look different when we're here in this life. How we treat other people, the rules that we live by. Because ultimately, we know that through sort of three aspects of sustaining our faith, more people are going to encounter the love of God in a meaningful way. So the three things we're going to look at today are works of service for our neighbor. Praises to God our Father and words of encouragement to each other, reminders of each other of who God is and what he has done. So let's take a listen to Hebrews chapter 13 and then look at those works, praises, and words that we can give to each other. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. Because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders, who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life, and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priests carried the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. 
As we listen to these verses from Hebrews 13, we get this rundown of reminders for how our lives should look. We should honor and respect one another. We should remember those who are experiencing suffering. We should provide for the needs of others. Not only is this good for them, but there have even been times where God's own angelic servants have been entertained or served by people and they didn't even know. We also are called to live pure lives, lives that uphold and respect the values that God has instituted like marriage and in keeping our relationships in a a valuable and respectful way. And we know that we should always rely on God for the things we have in life. Everything we have is a gift from Him, a provision of His own uh, blessing, of His own work, of His own hand in our lives. And in doing so, we begin to look and live differently than those around us. Then the writer of Hebrews gives us this picture of what it means that Jesus underwent this suffering for us. He draws this picture to the Old Testament sacrifices, the old covenant that the high priests would carry out according to God's instruction for the, for the good of the people. Their sins would, would amount to a debt and that debt had to be paid through the blood of sacrifices. And though this sounds different and strange and odd to us, it was an instruction from God because it was such a serious thing that they were separated from God. We, we touched on that last week. They were separated at a distance from God and that had to be made up for, paid for through these sacrifices. But then Jesus comes to pay the ultimate price, the final price, the, the total price for what our debts have incurred on us. The distance that we have uh, been separated from God, he, he crossed over, he closed for us. So the, writers, the writer of Hebrews encourages God's followers, Jesus' followers, to go with him on that path of suffering. To depart from the city, it says, on the outskirts, outside, and suffer the same suffering that he had. Because the city that we believe in isn't the one that's established today. The social, uh, the social acceptances of, of today, the, the reputations that celebrities build, or uh, simply being in good standing uh, because of what we say and what we do to, to make the people around us happy. Rather, the city that we trust in is one that is to come. A, a city whose foundations can't be shaken by earthquakes or markets crashing or inflation rates or natural disasters or acts of terror. No, the city we believe in is one that is coming is a gift from God with an eternal narrative. And it's in that promise that we trust. It's in that promise that we live this different life, this life that prioritizes what God has told us matters rather than whatever society is telling us is most important today. And that living takes on these three aspects because life, a faithful life, it can be hard. It can be difficult. It's discouraging sometimes when the world says live this way and our faith says live that way. But God gives us tools and gifts by which we can sustain our faith. And today those three gifts are gifts of service for our neighbors, remembering those who are suffering. The specific examples that the writer of Hebrews gives us is remembering those in prison and remembering those who are undergoing persecution. So while you may or may not know people that are suffering legally because of the choices that they have made according to their faith, you probably are aware that we have jails and prisons that are full of real people, people who need to receive the same gift of love of God that we have. And we can support them, we can encourage them, we can visit them, we can write to them, we can be present in their lives. And that picture of visiting and and encouraging people who are in prison is a very powerful image of what it means that Christ came to us while we were lost in our sin. We weren't looking for God. We weren't seeking him out. And yet in our imperfection, God said, I love you all the same and sent Jesus into this world. 
And that's the kind of love that God calls us to show toward others. So the writer of Hebrews says, remember those in prison. Remember those being persecuted. Love those other people. Show hospitality to strangers, to people who have have no reason to reciprocate that same hospitality, right? God calls us to live a life oriented toward others. And when we do that, we are building up our faith. We are encouraging and supporting our faith because we are doing things with the heart that God showed to us. Works of service. He also calls us to live a life oriented by the praise we give to God. So when we gather together in worship or we gather together in this virtual setting to to focus on growing in our faith, to sing God's praises, to dwell in a moment of worship, God is sustaining our faith through His act on us in that special way. Praise is another aspect where we can grow in our faith and support our faith because that is the interaction that specified, that regulated interaction he calls us into where we know we can consistently experience his voice. The community around us. Faith expressed through worship. And finally, there is words of encouragement. Works, praise, and words. Words that come from the community of believers around us, the people we have in our lives who are walking the same path we are. And when they see us stumble, they offer a word of encouragement and support. And when we see someone celebrating a victory, we can say, I'm, I'm right here with you. Praise God for this amazing thing happening in your life. And vice versa. We offer that same, we offer that same word of encouragement or correction in a time of difficulty for them. And they offer us that same word of celebration when we are experiencing a victory. God gives us these three aspects by which to support our faith because this life can be hard. But in those difficult moments, we rely on the service we show toward others. We rely on the praise we give to God and the words we hear from our neighbors to sustain us in this faith. As we look to this season ahead, the the months of September and October, and we dive into what makes us who we are as shepherd of the desert, as a Lutheran church, what does that mean? What do we believe? Sometimes that theological discussion can get a little bit confusing or seem like it's a a little bit of a distraction from what we should be doing. But when we trust in this faith that God gives us, when we start at this foundation that we find in the book of Hebrews, we can build this house of faith that that grows and, and becomes stronger and encourages others and continues to include the people around us that God calls us to share his love with. So as you face the week ahead, as you face the months ahead, know this. God calls you to live toward others. He calls you to praise Him with others. And He calls you to hear and share words of encouragement with those around us as well. And in each of these things, we continue to build up the body of Christ that we have been called into. Let your faith guide you in the week ahead. In Jesus' name, amen.